0: But where are you really from?
1: But where are you really from?
0: Hi everyone, I'm Jessie Lin.
1: And I'm Angela Lin. Welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From?
0: This week, we wanted to take some time and reflect on what we owe our parents as they age. I think for both Angela and I, we're rethinking our relationships with our parents and how we want to engage with our parents as they get older and we realize that they don't have, you know, as many years as we thought they used to. I really had to come to terms with that, especially when I turned 30. And also basically when my grandparents started passing because I could see how upsetting it was for my parents to have to go through that. And I could also imagine how potentially upsetting it could be to have to go through that without their entire immediate family with them, which is like my mom, my dad, and myself. And so I'm really thinking about how I can be more available for them even if I'm not physically there. And also how I can be more frequently physically there so that I'm not missing out on as many moments with my folks. And I also think that as they get older, they have more free time, but they are less adventurous to look to new things to do. And I think it's also an opportunity to really push them to continue to like enjoy their lives and maybe bring them to experiences that they might not have felt comfortable doing themselves
1: every time we talk to my mom about something she's like yeah but that's gonna like ruin my routine and i'm like so she's like i like my things that i do and the way i have them i'm like okay that's fair i mean i guess that's your house that's your life but it's like isn't it nice once in a while to have some new shit happen or like for example while we're getting into what things made us realize more they're aging right because I do think you're right that people have static images of their parents and my parents I've always pictured as like very vivacious people and I still think they have a lot more energy than people their age necessarily but I've noticed I've definitely noticed aging and it's like it's those moments when you see little things and you're like oh shit they're not they're not as you know sprightly as I imagined them to be like for example, my dad used to dye his hair black, so I rarely saw him with white hair. And I remember the first time that he was just like, I'm too lazy to dye it anymore. I just don't care. Like, it's coming back, you know, it's always growing back in. White is too much of a hassle. So seeing him with white hair, just like totally, you know, unfazed by that, I'm like, damn, okay, that's a that's a different age. And then my mom... It's little things, but I'll I'll bring some levity to it. Uh, Also, hair is funny. Like, I think she really leaned into that stereotype of when Asian women age and they all want that, like, old woman perm. So she she started perming her hair, like, a couple years ago. And it's, like, her thing now. And that's her look. And I'm like, mom, wow, okay. Okay, you're really embracing this new phase of your Asian woman (laughs) older life. Uh, look so she's got that but I think this is something that is key to maybe the difference between parents aging for just like people in general which is always sad a sad realization and something that we all have to reconcile with and this experience happening to immigrant children because one of the main things we have to grapple with is like the country split So my parents usually spend half the year in the U.S. and half the year in Taiwan. Basically, one of the topics that's been coming up is like, where are you guys planning to be like in the long term? Because they're retired now. So it's not like they have jobs tying them to any which country. They're kind of split from a social standpoint because i'd say most of their friends are in the u.s but all of their extended family is in taiwan like all of their siblings mostly and family graves are in taiwan and that's a whole tradition right for like all the generations to be buried together like in the same family plot so we've talked about a little bit of like hey you To like generally see the US as your home base, but once you start having more health issues, I mean, they love doing all their health things in Taiwan because the insurance and system is better in general. Like, we've talked about the possibility that they'll probably move back to Taiwan permanently at some point, you know, when they need more heavy handed health care, and I guess the implications of all that. So, that's been a light topic that we've touched on briefly, but we haven't gone like so far deep into. But it's just like a kind of sticky grappling point. Because when you are the child of an immigrant, you do have to reconcile with the fact that your parents may not want to spend the last part of their life in the country that you grew up in, but rather the country they grew up in and the culture that they are still more connected
0: to. I think it's a very tricky balance to untangle because i don't even know necessarily if our parents really know quite yet what they want to do because the the feeling that i get from my parents is they've made some commitments here already like most of my dad's family is here in california and his parents so my grandparents are buried in california and like my parents and my uncle and aunt, I think they all went together to buy a plot at a cemetery. So they're already basically like making plans to be buried here. But then there is definitely, I think, as you mentioned, the the calling to go back to where you grew up. On the flip side, I think that they've recognized so many things have changed in Taiwan that it's not even the Taiwan that they know anymore. And going back is almost as an estranging experience as staying here in a way, even though they're not like fully integrated in the sense that they transact 100% well in the language and they understand the culture fully, but it's like where they've been and like they've built a, a bubble and a life here. So I think abandoning that even to go back to your home country is a little, I think it's a difficult proposition. And so I think what's challenging from my perspective is like, how to support them in making a decision when they're not sure what decision to make and their experience is so like unique. In my current state, like I don't know if I would ever have to make that decision of like, where do I want to go when my life ends.
1: I can see some similarity in that like for sure my parents aren't purely Taiwanese anymore because they spent so much of their lives in the U.S. and especially my dad being like so entrepreneurial it's like not as typical of like a you know cookie cutter Taiwanese citizen but my parents I think are different from your parents because they regularly spend half the year in Taiwan so they're more like truly split between the countries, and they do still have very strong ties to Taiwan because they go back so frequently and for so long at a time. I, I agree though, there's still, it's not like a clear picture, I mean, we've only talked about if something, like, really bad happens, like, basically if, like, one of them becomes immobile, but we haven't really talked about, like, just like, if you're just, you know, healthy, but you're aging and you just want to be more comfortable, like, where exactly would you want to be? I don't think they've, like, fully landed on that. It's interesting because on this show, we've always talked about, like, our identity crises, but as you just described with your parents, I'm sure... Our parents have their own kind of set of identity crisis where it's more like you and I don't have as strong of an allegiance to Taiwan because that's our, you know, heritage and that's where our family's culture is from and we have ties to it. But we didn't grow up there. We don't have like as strong of knowledge of everything that is Taiwan, its culture, its society versus our parents are like still deeply attached to that so making them split their lives between these two countries because they immigrated to the u.s and then as they're getting older kind of having to make that decision of like which one am i more faithful to or like loyal to that is a weird thing to have to reconcile with and i don't envy (laughs) that kind of decision and crisis that they're probably dealing with internally
0: there are also two things i feel like my parents are thinking about a lot and the first is a level of comfort and i do feel like my mom in particular i think she feels more comfortable being here in in california And to be honest, like, there's a a number of different factors, but it's just the climate is very nice. (laughs) It's not that hot and gross. And again, like, I, I think that there is a level of comfort and familiarity that they have here now, even though they are not fully integrated, like this is where they have been for a large portion of their adult lives coming soon will be like more than half of their lives. And the second thing that I think is really important is I feel like I hear a lot from my parents about like who's going to come see me after I pass? And I think that's a huge consideration for them because if they do go back to Taiwan, the likelihood that I would come see them is less frequent than if they were in California because it would just be such a a long trip to visit a grave. Um, I think that's also a really important piece because I I think they don't want to feel like they are with the family, but then like unvisited by like their direct loved ones.
1: Hey, listeners! Wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at Where Are You From Pod, on TikTok at But Where Are You Really From, subscribing to our YouTube channel under But Where Are You Really From Podcast, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at BuyMeACoffee.com/WhereAreYouFrom. Thanks, y'all. So, do you feel like you have come to a point where you want to do things differently or act differently or do things for them differently because they're aging?
0: From a financial perspective, like I am like quietly pulling more things into my pocket. Because I feel like it's an additional thing that they're worried about. And also they're like not super digitally savvy. So I can imagine like when they're really old trying to deal with like paper bills, they're like, what is going on? And I also I think it's just like increasing the amount of increasing the amount of time with them, whether that's just like phone calls or trying to visit them more or even just like texting them more, just trying to build more of a connection And then almost trying to where where it's a little bit more difficult, almost trying to like force a something, like some kind of a conversation. So like my mom has been gone basically. She came back yesterday, but she was gone for about a month in Taiwan because my grandfather was really sick. And during the time she was gone, she was like, You have to call your dad because he's gonna be by himself and like no one's there. (laughs) And and you know my dad, like he he's like mostly a solitary dude. So I think my mom was like, I think he's going to be kind of lonely. So I called him like, like once or twice a week. And like, it's a little, it was a little bit hard, like in the beginning. Cause I was like, how's your week? Like, what do you do? And he's retired now. So he's like, got nothing to do. And then that's just what he tells me. He's like, nothing's happening. Like, I'm just chilling. And it just reminded me, it's so funny because it's almost like a flip of when I was in school and they, I would come back and they'd be like, what'd you do today? And I'd be like, nothing, I was just at school. And they'd be like, what do you mean nothing? You must've done something. So (laughs) like remembering that, I'm like, but did you like go for a walk today? Like, did you go like grocery shop? Like, just try to like get a little bit more conversation flowing. And even though it's like very surface level talk, I think it's just like the companionship and the idea that you care to understand a little bit more about their day, no matter how boring. I, I think that is very important to them.
1: Yeah, I I vibe with the uh, pulling teeth for conversation. Situation, because my dad does the same. My parents do the same thing, like so, and they're like, shrug. Like, went on a walk, watched some Netflix. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. For me, the difference, and maybe maybe your dad does the same thing. I can imagine your dad doing something similar. But when my parents run out of conversation about themselves, they always turn it to me, and it to a point where it's like, now I'm going to give you unsolicited advice about stuff. And for me, one of the biggest things I'm trying so desperately to work on, which is so hard, is honestly one of the quiet things I am doing, I'm trying to do, is just learn to be more patient with them when they are doing that. Because it's like, I literally am not asking you for anything about my life. Like, I don't want any advice about my life. I generally disagree with, like, most things you're saying or you don't understand the full context of what you're saying is irrelevant, but trying really hard not to just completely shut them down and be more like, okay, okay, I hear you, thank you, and, like, move on instead of picking a fight with them about it because I think that's my default mode is, like, I didn't ask you for this. Why are you suddenly like lecturing me about something or like trying to tell me how to live my life and responding negatively? It's still, I'm still a huge work in progress on that, but that's one of my biggest things I'm doing. And then the other thing related to how you're trying to visit them more I mean, my big thing is we're trying, we're moving back, (laughs) we're moving back to our hometown so that we will be closer to them, and it was a very, honestly, just like, sadly, like, based on the facts kind of decision, because Ramon and I are going to try to start a family soon, and... When we think about kids, my parents are 10 years older than his parents. So just from like a reality standpoint of who's going to be less able to travel to see grandkids, it's going to be my parents first. So it's easier if we're in the same town as them. So it was like a twofold thing. It was like, of course, we also want help with our kids. That'd be really nice since I'm, I have so many young parent friends and they're like, the grandparents are like invaluable help but also for them because we all know that grandkids bring like a different level of joy to old people once they're once they don't have much else going on in their lives too and so it was a big decision to make and it's one that we're committing to so that's those are like the two main things we are doing
0: well listeners we hope you enjoyed this episode about what we owe our parents as the age. I know it's not a unique experience. It's a universal experience everyone faces, but we're curious to know your own experience as a first or second generation immigrant, how you feel about your parents aging and whether or not you feel like you've had to up your game or you feel like you're still trying to like step your own needs first. We love to understand your perspective and like how you're dealing with that as as your parents age.
1: And if you're not of an immigrant family and you're just listening into the show, also curious to see if there's anything that stood out to you as different from the way that you think about when you think about your parents aging, or if there are more commonalities than we think, despite us having this kind of like cultural country split with our families. So let us know what you think and what's going on with your family. And come back next week because we'll have another fresh episode for you then. And until then, sayon, bitches.